0: Their visual-first platform allows you to build, launch, and optimize web pages fast. That means you can set ambitious marketing goals, and your site can rise to that challenge. Learn why teams like Dropbox, IDEO, and Orange Theory all trust Webflow to achieve their most ambitious goals today at Webflow.com. Want to drive greater success in social commerce? With Deloitte's latest creator economy research, you can. After surveying over 500 creators and 500 brands, our insights are helping CMOs and marketing teams harness the power of content creators. And not only that, but how to do it well. See for yourself by visiting cmo.deloitte.com today. This episode of the CMO Podcast is part of our Leadership During Crisis series. For these short episodes, I am inviting back previous guests see how they are leading during the pandemic, how they are addressing new challenges, and how they are providing for their consumers, their employees, and the public during these unprecedented times. Today, my guest on this episode of Leadership During Crisis, I am revisiting my conversation with Jenny Avalon, head of marketing for Uber for the U.S. and Canada. We will have more guests on in the future, but I really wanted to come back to this conversation because of all the fundamental lessons in my conversation with Jenny. She talks about how she and her colleagues drive Uber, and she stays very close to customer service so they can be extremely agile and respond to customers' needs in this very, very dynamic time. This is my conversation with Jenny Avalon. Welcome, Jenny, to the CMO Podcast. Thank you for spending your precious time, especially this week, with us because we're recording this podcast during the coronavirus national emergency, all businesses are massively affected. And I can only imagine what your life is like right now. So I just want you to share with our listeners as we open up the podcast, what are you learning in these unique times about leadership, about agility, about teamwork? Uh, Because I understand we're recording this podcast and you're not in New York City anymore. You're actually working working remote as I am as well. So just what, what have you learned recently? It's changing by the minute, but what, what are you learning about leadership in these crazy times?
1: Oh my gosh. It's been, it really has tested my leadership, our ways of working for how quickly we can respond. You know, I think it's, it's about being, you know, leading with empathy and um, being there for my team during a time that, know we have a ton that we need to get done we have so much that we're trying to spin up really quickly but also being really thoughtful around this is a scary time for all of us you know and this is a time that we need to be somewhat gentle with each other available to each other um, understand that all of us are processing this a little bit differently Um, so I'm trying to really kind of go Above and beyond, since we are all working from home now, um, to make myself available, I'm doing daily 30 minutes, just open time on the calendar. Anybody that wants to join, join. We're actually having a virtual lunch together as a team three times a week, just to like see each other in a more casual environment, as we would in the office. Um, but then, from a business standpoint, you know where. Uber is really trying to think about, you know what is our role within this? And how do we be citizen leaders right now? How do we be there to support our community? How do we help flatten the curve? Um, how do we be a resource for governments and help them respond to this with the information and data that we uniquely have? And then how do we support drivers? Um and how do we think about um, you know the individuals who rely on our platform to make a living? um and you know it's, it's a really interesting time to be a marketer at uber and to be a leader at uber um but i'm i'm so proud of the way the team has really rallied and come together it's amazing during these instances just the grit and passion that you see and i think that you know is just really telling right now so as difficult as it is you know it's been, it's been a um a good time for the team i think
0: i love your idea about virtual lunches three times a week what a simple thought and what a, what a great one is we're kind of all a bit lonely, you know, working uh, in, in, in our little rooms at home. So I love that idea. What do you, what are your driver, drivers telling you? I mean, they're right in the middle of it. I mean, my daughter's an ICU nurse. She's also in the middle of it. These people who are on the front lines, you know, I think are amazingly courageous. So what are you hearing from your drivers?
1: I think for for them, it's, you know, they're they're in many ways confused as well about, you know, how to respond and react to the situation. Um, many of them want to be there to support the community um, and be available for those that need Uber right now, um, but they also need to keep their safety front of mind. So, you know, there's a few things that that we're implementing to make sure that we are putting their safety first um, in terms of providing things like. Sanitizer and so on so that they're able to keep their their vehicles clean. We've provided tips to riders so if they do need to travel and need to use Uber that they're, um, you know, following some of the best practices provided by the CDC and World Health Organization. but I think for them, you know, it's we're trying to be as supportive and be there for them so that they understand the resources that are at their disposal um, through um, different programs that we offer, as well as making all drivers aware that if they are diagnosed with COVID, um, that, you know, they are able to self-isolate and that we w- they will receive financial assistance for up to 14 days um, while their account is on hold so that they're able to take care of themselves and um, put their own health and well-being first.
0: How did you in nine years, and you've been there for six of them, how did you build a brand that has almost, you know, stands for the category, has nearly 100% awareness? I mean, I've worked on brands, you know, that have taken decades. I mean, Olay is a popular Procter & Gamble skincare brand. They're nowhere near that level of awareness. So how did you you do it?
1: Sure. You know, I... I wish that marketing could take credit for it, but ultimately I think it came down to product market fit. Um, you know, we acted on a consumer need that desperately needed fulfilling. And when you think about, you know, just 10 years ago, the fact that, you know, Uber and Lyft and these other rideshare categories didn't exist, um, and you, that you, you know, left so much of your transportation options to chance in many ways. Um, it's kind of crazy to think about how far we've come. So, you know, there's certainly a lot that marketing did to throw fuel on the fire and to help drive acquisition and awareness of the product, so that uh, that people were able to use it. But ultimately, you know, I think it comes down to building a product that people really wanted and that people really needed. Um, but you know, of course, marketing has to take a little bit of credit.
0: <laughs> sure. So the big lesson is you had a massive unmet need that people didn't even know they had really in an enormous category transportation and you, uh, and you had a, a really novel and easy and user-friendly way to, to solve it. I mean, I guess that's the lesson, right? And so much of what we work on as marketers is kind of incremental and not really filling in a massive need and And obviously, you've uh, you've done a beautiful job of uh, continuing to innovate on it, And we'll talk about that a bit later.
1: Mm-hmm. And I think exactly that, you know, and i I do think you know, looking back on some of our earlier chapters are a bit more acquisition focused. I think the the challenge for us is we have we fit this need and um, and some of the early sort of, you know, entry points that we were seeing for consumers were travel, getting to and from airports, maybe going out at night um, so that they were able to, you know, have that extra beer or something. Um, um But I think what we what we had to sort of it was the idea of expanding use cases and expanding people's minds to think about, you know, where could Uber fit into their life outside of the things that were initially intuitive, um, but start to think about Uber and think about how they could maybe change their behaviors. So instead of having to pay for a parking pass um, to go to the commuter rail and take the train in every day, um, maybe they just start taking Uber pool instead. Um, So. There is, it's sort of that combo of capturing people on the use case that they already know and are aware of, and then engaging them with new use cases they might not have even thought of, and sort of opening their mind to how Uber could fit into their life in other ways.
0: We've all been there. You spend millions of dollars each year driving traffic to your company's website, and then the results come in and they're just not what you hoped. On top of that, 81% of marketing leaders say website ownership is a challenge. So, what do you do? Well, you switch to Webflow. Let me tell you why. Webflow's visual-first platform empowers your team to own your company's most valuable, dynamic marketing asset, your website. From launching a new site to optimizing for SEO and conversions, Webflow gives you the tools you need to drive business growth fast. Unlock your website's full potential when you build, manage, and host with Webflow. Get started today at webflow.com. I love your brand purpose and I just want to read it for our listeners. You know, your purpose is to ignite, I think I had this right, to ignite opportunity by setting the world in motion and the way you will do this, your mission in doing that is to make transportation as reliable as running water for everyone, everywhere. I mean, that's an incredible ambition which I love it. I mean, it's huge. So I want you, you have 22,000 employees, you know, 4 million drivers. So, wow, how, how do you take that wonderful, ambitious, you know, world-changing purpose and bring that to life with your, you know, the people who are bringing your brand to life every day, the drivers, your team, how do you activate it?
1: It's a great question. You know, and I think it, It's a it is ambitious. And I think that is very much so a part of Uber's DNA is to take this big, bold, audacious idea and attack it and, you know, go after it. And I think that's that's where Uber was born from, of this kind of crazy idea that was hatched during a snowstorm in Paris and saying, oh, my gosh, let's make this a reality. Let's reimagine um, how our cities could look and how people could move. Um, I think what we, you know, that that mission is evolving and that purpose is evolving as we think about layering in things like Uber Eats and Uber Health and Jump, um, which is our bikes and scooters platform. Um, but I think at the core of it all is movement. And how do we just how do we enable that, that sense of movement, be it for the driver or um, that is taking, you know, advantage of this economic opportunity to earn and provide supplemental income? Um, And using that movement um, to to help feed their families and so forth, as well as how do we think about, you know, opening our cities up so that people are able to, you know, experience them in ways that they hadn't before. So how we activate that, you know, I think a piece of it is we need to feel it as employees ourselves. You mentioned, you know, we have, I think, even over 22,000 employees, corporate employees now, and, um, and we need to feel it. We need to feel that that opportunity is there within our corporate culture. So I think that that to me is table stakes and we're we're really trying to infuse that energy and passion um within our way of working internally. Um, and then I think another piece of it is again to that end, you know, and you you mentioned um which actually is, you know, was an earlier mission statement of ours, which was transportation as reliable as running water everywhere and for everyone. Um, and you know, we've evolved kind of a bit past that. Um, given we've moved on to other things beyond transportation. um, But I think the idea there being reliability and how do we be there? How do we make sure we are always there for the people that need us? And, um, you know, I think we have a lot of exciting stuff in the hopper that I don't want to don't want to give away too much of now, but to think about how we can show that um, over the over the coming year.
0: Jenny, thank you in these in these crazy times when we're dealing with the uh, national emergency of coronavirus to spend an hour with us. Our listeners will love it. I loved it. You were very generous uh, with your insights and time. And so thank you so very much.
1: Thank you so much for having me. Appreciate it, Jim.
0: That was my conversation with Jenny Avalon. I think it's just so, so great how they're staying close to the drivers and customers in these turbulent times. And it will be really interesting to see how this company and this culture evolves as this pandemic kind of goes on. And let us know who you would like to hear in our Leadership During Crisis mini-series by clicking the links in our episode description. That's it for this episode of our Leadership During Crisis series. We hope you enjoyed this follow-up episode and found value and insight into how these leaders and brands are operating during this pandemic. If you found this episode interesting or helpful, I would be so grateful if you shared it with your friends and if you gave the show a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts or wherever you listen. Subscribe to the show and get notified every time we publish a new episode. The CMO Podcast is a Gallery Media Group Original Production.